0: What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast.
1: Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line.
0: And we're back with episode 117 of the TNA Across the Line podcast. I am Bob Colling Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, we are coming off of a night of revenge. We're on the last weekly pay-per-view. Raven, who disregarded his promise to the Sheik, defeated Sabu in one of the more highly anticipated matches uh, in TNA for 2004. And now we're here with Impact. We have absolutely no idea uh, what to really expect here on Impact. But you know what? That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's going to be a night of surprises. Who could we see tonight? Will we find out who is coming soon to Mm. Impact? I have no idea. Maybe Dallas has some input on that. Oh, I don't know.
1: I think we'll talk about that a little bit bit later. I do think that we are... um I think we've kind of fallen into a format with Impact. Not necessarily bad, by the way. But the last few have been more squash match heavy versus the first few, which were more, uh, I would say, featured matches, where it's like uh, Styles and Kazarian and America's Most Wanted winning the tag belts and stuff like that. But I don't think that's a bad thing because we still are leading into all of those weekly pay-per-views and they're trying to draw people into that. So really, they're using Impact to showcase the talent that you will then pay $9.95 for to watch on pay-per-view on Wednesday.
0: Right. And, I mean, as you would expect with any new show, they're, uh, of course, going to, you know, give you a lot of uh, intriguing stuff early on to get you into a habit. Absolutely. in, And then, of course, they're going to level it out. Yeah. And, like I, uh,
1: the squash matches aren't even necessarily bad. No. No, they're not like your tradition. It's not like over on Lycopod where we'd be watching a squash match and it's fucking... Uh, no name McGee against mankind in about two minutes. Like, it's not like that, right? Like, it's like Jarrell Clark and AJ styles. And it's like, well, Jarrell is definitely a little early in his career, but that was still pretty good. Right. Uh, which is definitely nice. Um, I was just going to make a, a reference. Cause you were talking about, you know, drawing, drawing uh, <laughs> people in to like watch the new show. And I remember, and you, I know you remember this when they brought back superstars. In WWE and I remember the first main event, The Undertaker versus Matt Hardy. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my god. And it's like, why why? Yeah. Why are my why are you excited about that? Um, uh, I know I was a little younger, of course, but like why was what, I excited to see what year was that? Was that two thousand nine or ten? Oh, is it even that late? Maybe I wasn't as young as I'm thinking.
0: Well, because when Superstars comes back it's definitely later on it's not like
1: 2006 or anything like that no let's try to look it up quick the other matches from like fuck oh wait superstars undertaker versus matt hardy this is on reddit do you have information for me oh this is 100 2010 i feel like wwe hd in the corner and shit well they did they did go hd in 2008 mm-hmm. why is it um, i don't know um I don't know. Dude, that is, it, I don't know why I can never forget this moment. But I, I'm telling you, I, I, remember no, I, rem-
0: they, I, I remember
1: when they announced it. It was like, oh, dude, Superstar is going to be wicked good. <laughs> and then it wasn't. Uh, you know what? This is ridiculous. Why, why can't I find I, the fucking I, date?
0: Hang on a minute. I, I know. 2009. Date. Is it
1: 2009? I'm, yep.
0: It's definitely okay. 2009. Because I am I have this website that I, I use quite a bit for, like, my... Uh, yeah, it's 2009. Match cards and stuff. So, just for comparison's sake. So, yeah, you're right. There was Undertaker, Hardy, Finley, Christian, Shane McMahon, Cody Rhodes.
1: That is on the first Superstars? Yes. See, that, like, okay, it's...
0: April 16th. That's a pretty big show.
1: I mean, it's a big show, but I just find it humorous that exciting to get about, Matt, like, Matt Hardy and Undertaker because it's such a right. random match. So, but that is a good, like, first show.
0: Right. And then the next one is Kane and Big Show against Punk and Mysterio. Finley and Hornswoggle against Natalia, Tyson, Kidd, Edge, Kofi Kingston. Not bad.
1: I, I do feel like superstars, they kind of were like, we're going to do weird matches because, like, that's what all of this is.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm not going to read all of these, but let's. I'm going to tell you when it clearly starts to dip. I
1: bet it's within,
0: like, two months. Um. Wow, this is actually going... I and mean, when I say dip, I mean, like, t- top names are not... Oh, okay. ...are not appearing on it. Uh, and that would be for, like, 2009 standards. And I honestly... Holy fucking... Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was about to start reviewing Superstars 09. Oh, here's the thing, dude. There's
0: some interesting fucking matches out here that I might want to check out. Okay, so here's... <laughs> Okay, we might we might have found one here. Okay. It looks like maybe October 22nd. It has okay. Kelly Kelly against Gail Kim, Ezekiel Jackson and, Ko- and Kozlov against Dreamer Goldust. And in the main event, Eric Escobar and Drew McIntyre against Matt Hardy and
1: R-Truth. Okay, I'm pretty sure you just found one right there.
0: Now, of course, on November 5th, Jericho fights Finley. Okay. So maybe that was wrong, but... I am fucking shocked about this shit. Holy mother God. I might have to find
1: out some Superstars 2009. Guys, hit up Bob. We are going to be starting another podcast. It's, yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe do Bob
1: it. and Dallas watch it's Superstars it's from true. 2009. And as soon as we notice the dip for at least three weeks straight, we are done. Mm-hmm. So it'll last less than a year. Yeah, oh, Yeah.
0: Um, but those those are the best types of shows because, like, not a lot of people probably remember it. And then there's probably some interesting matches that uh, might be worth checking out. Similar to Explosion, which Brian Turner's VHS. We've been talking Burner, about that. I'm just uh, saying. has been uploading. Yeah. If you haven't checked that out, definitely check it out. And I did. Uh, I did comment on one of his posts. And I said, <laughs> how much stuff is there? And he said, what are you looking for? And I said. Oh. And I said, everything. Um, and then he said like something around the facts of like we have a bunch of stuff like we're look, we're going through our tapes like you know subscribe whatever and I was like dude I've I've been subscribed. For
1: real. Um,
0: uh, he I'm just like, he just opened a, he just uh, uploaded another one. Sharp boy against Ryan Ash.
1: Dude, I'm pretty sure I did subscribe with the TNA Cross the Line podcast YouTube channel, and you guys should okay. subscribe to that as well.
0: Yeah, dude, Uh, there's and it's not even explode. There's like a lot of stuff just in the Tennessee
1: area, yes, yeah, I know that he is uploading. That is pretty freaking cool, right? So, So highly recommend that. Uh, highly recommend you subscribe to our YouTube, strictly, really, the YouTube to support us. Just get our subscribers up so I can change the URL at least. That's all I want to do. Um, I'm trying, listen, as of this recording, which god, I hope I'm updated again. I'm having a lot of – it's, like, very difficult. The two episodes at once to get uploaded on YouTube on a consistent manner is definitely putting me behind. But, guys, I'm trying. I just want to have that cool background and, like, you know, really cool looking. So I am working on it. Uh, but it's a lot to keep up with. Um, and if, just, uh, how many more subscribers do we need to do that? I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm not 100%. I'd have to Google and, like, figure out actually the number you need to do that. But right. I just – so, let, yeah. If we just make a few to... fake ones, I mean –
0: I was going to say, you let me know. I'll make a whole bunch of burner accounts,
1: and uh, I'll just follow the page. Hey, maybe I can just, like, pay people to do it. And just like other people do for their tweets. That's right.
0: (laughs) There's actually a lot of well-known podcasts that do that. Uh, Yeah, podcasts, regular people.
1: You'll notice some tweets get hundreds, some get, like, five. But what do I know? Well, so, <laughs> my
0: my favorite thing is like I'll I'll see like podcast pages that have like let's say six hundred thousand followers, right? And you look at their posts, like they post something six hours ago, and three people have retweeted it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like okay. No, I've noticed that too. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. bad. So, so, so as Bob mentioned, the night of revenge that happened last week, it ended up being a fairly positive review from Bob and myself, except well, Bob is being a little strict about his in the middle and stuff like that. So Bob gave it a th- slight thumbs up. Very slight. I was in the middle, but I said it was you know kind of tipping there. So it ended up being a thumbs up. We're still on track as our average goes. Um, that is our sixth pay-per-view <laughs> in a row that had a average of a thumbs up review for us. And we have not had one bad impact yet. I'm hoping that continues tonight. But let's run down the card that happened on the pay-per-view. We'll talk about uh, a little bit of details that happened of uh, from Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer. And, Bob, then I got some late-breaking news that we'll talk about, too. So we got a lot of fun notes to talk about uh, before the show. And then I got some that we're going to talk about during the show as well.
2: Right. So it's,
1: I think it's going to be an action-packed episode of Impact from August 6, 2004. Better hold on tight. It's going to get crazy. It's going to get crazy. Uh, so on our last episode... As Bob noted, Raven defeated Sabu in a hardcore match, 11 minutes, 50 seconds, in the one and only time ever that they had a singles match. That we could figure out, yeah. That we could figure out, and it seems fairly accurate. So, Which is quite
0: surprising. I mean, I would, I'm would, i surprised that there's never been an indie promoter that was like, hey, I'll give you guys five grand just to wrestle.
1: Especially like overseas or something. Yeah, dude, it's kind of crazy. And honestly... Really strong opening match. It was a lot of fun. And I think it's kind of everything I wanted out of a Raven-Sabu match. And I didn't Absolutely. know if they were going to pull it off here in 2004. Absolutely. So I really enjoyed it. The only disappointment, and we'll dive into it a little bit, is the recent booking of Sabu, which may or may not have affected kind of how uh, I think he was viewed in this match. But you know, we'll, we'll touch on that slightly. And we've been talking about it for weeks anyways. Uh, Sonny Siaki put up his contract against Goldilocks's money when he fought Abyss, and unfortunately, he lost in 7 minutes and 35 seconds. Goldilocks has his contract, and I believe also desires. Unless I'm mistaken about that part, but regardless. Uh, Kazarian and Michael Shane teamed up as they are the coolest uh, Shawn Michaels cousins in the world, and they defeated the team of Chris Saban and Jerry Lynn in 8 minutes and 10 seconds. Uh, the Irish, or the, its I think it was the luck of the Irish weapons match. Mm. Pat Kenny defeated Big Vito, who had Trinity ringside in seven minutes, and I, uh, that might be one of the worst matches we've seen in 2004.
0: Uh, I would have to uh, agree with that, and as much as I hate to say that about uh,
1: Big Vito. No, gonna... for me, it's I don't want to say it about Pat Kenny.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, both of them, sure. But, I mean, I
1: like Vito. I know you do, but apparently no one else does because that was his final appearance (laughs) in TNA. Yeah, and the stipulation, I mean, the stipulation.
0: I think the stipulation (laughs) murdered that match. Yeah, a rugby ball in your fucking... Right. Got a key, got to open up a case, find a weapon... There's three cases, and, of course, the first two don't have it, and then you find one, and the weapons are spray-painted green because Irish, I mean,
1: it's just... Dude, it was a mess, and it was just dragged on. And, I, and well, I'll say it after. Let me finish the card, and then I'll say it. But um, Then we hit the country-whipping tag team match where America's Most Wanted defeated Team Canada's Bobby Roode and Petey Williams in 8 minutes and 25 seconds. I think that was fun. It wasn't bad. Uh, and then in the main event... AJ Styles defeated Kid Cash in 14 minutes, 20 seconds. Pretty good main event. But unfortunately, I think after the Raven Sabu, it felt as if the show was dragging because the thing we were looking forward to most happened first. Right. That was absolutely the case. I, that should have been the main event. Yeah, it should have. And as it, you know... in where, like, I think it was, like, Abyss and Siaki felt, like, a little weird. Like, that kind of dragged a little. Um... I like Kazarian Michael Shane's match. I like the whipping match. And I like the main event. But the the luck of the Irish and the Siaki Abyss one just felt, like, felt really drawn out. And I think it's because we were so pumped after the Raven-Sabu match that it just couldn't hold up.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And then you, uh, I feel like we had... There was... A segment, right, with Russo and Dusty. Yeah, when like, was it on that pay per view where they announced the committee thing?
1: Yep, and we'll talk about that a bit too. Yeah, but they did have that segment, which I can't remember what I thought about it when we were watching it. It was fine. It was just a little. It was just like long. I think it's one of the yeah. I think it was just one of those things where we were kind of feeling the drag happening. Yeah. And they were like, "Here's Russo and Dusty," and it was like, "I don't know if I can do it." Right. But, nonetheless.
0: I, I, it, was, it was just, I think, a poorly laid out show.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that was the issue. And I do think that Styles and Cash not having that title to really hold that match together for the main event. If I bet you if that was for the X Division title, we would have been even more excited about leading up to the main event. And instead, we kind yeah. of just got a glorified grudge match, which should yeah. have been for a title that isn't in possession of Styles now. And as we know... <laughs> Is kind of getting vacated for the next week because they're doing the next division gauntlet. Right. And actually, I'm gonna have some uh, names that are in that gauntlet making their debut in TNA. We're well. I know. I keep saying, dude, I got a lot of really great notes today. I'm really excited. I feel like the juicy juice is gonna be coming back. Maybe you'll find out soon. (laughs) Okay. So as I mentioned, Bob gave it a thumbs up. I was in the middle. Bob, what do you think that the readers of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter thought? About last show's pay-per-view
0: I'm, I think they're going to say thumbs down
1: Well, it was really freaking close But 46.7% gave it a thumbs up 40% were thumbs down And 13.3% were in the middle oh, Wow. Um, as you could probably guess Not a lot of people voted In fact, 30 people voted Which, I mean, there's been worse Sure. But uh, Dave notes that the ma- the show was so-so, so it's, it's not, I guess, really surprising. What do you think I voted on as the best match? Uh, I'll go with what I said, was the Raven sample. Yeah, I mean, I would think that as well. But I think uh, if you think about who's probably reading these and voting on them. Are they it a sh- bi- it's a bias towards AJ, right? It's a bias toward AJ and can yeah. Cash, which I get. Yeah. Um, and I think the worst match, I mean, can we agree on it? Yeah, it's Vito and Pekini. Uh, and in second place was Abyss and Siaki. See, so we're not the only ones who kind of felt like those matches were a little weaker in the right.
0: show. We're picking up what they're putting down.
1: Right. Okay. And Dave says, interesting how Styles and AMW are always the best match.
2: Well, I mean, they've been,
0: uh, I mean, the two top acts, really, right? consistently yeah yeah you can't really go wrong with both divisions so
1: right um so it's uh let's just read through his kind of notes from the show uh they're actually not too crazy and then we can kind of get right to the other news and notes that we got here um let's start with the championship committee that's first up here on my list so uh vince russo announced the championship committee idea with by the way terry funk larry zavisco and uh, those were noted as original ideas, and they decided to put Harley Race in that third spot, basically to keep Dusty Rhodes versus the Russo feud happening, which Dave notes that he thinks it takes up far too much airtime and goes nowhere. <laughs> which, I mean, they do kind of drag out, but uh, I actually have been enjoying it for the most part because Dusty's like really passionate ab- uh, about everything. So I just I don't know what could the what could the blow off of that be. Well, there's not going to be, unless one of them's fired, I think, is honestly kind of the blow off.
0: I mean, that's got, then you're not going to have a match.
1: No. Um, And I hate, I do, I hate it. If it was like Vince Rose was like, I'm going to have Jarrett. And then Dusty's like, I'm going to pick AJ. And it's like, then they fight for, I don't like that. Right, right. So,
0: someone's watching. fired. a War
1: Games match for. Okay, wait, hold on. If it was War Games, maybe I'm interested. War Games, (laughs) control of TNA. Pick your teams. Wednesday, Bloody Wednesday, actually. It was what we were going to be calling that. What was that? Wednesday, Bloody Wednesday, remember? Right, right. At least for now. Soon it'll be lethal. Anyway, um, it's noted that Rhodes is actually going to be expected to feud with Scott DeMore, which is probably uh, part of continuing the America's Most Wanted vs. Team Canada program and uh, using the U.S. flag and Canadian flag as props. So we'll be kind of doing that. Which kind of, if you look at it, America's Most to keeps coming out with those American flags around their shoulders. Um, at least specifically on Impact. I guess they haven't really been doing that too much on pay-per-view, but...
0: No, do you think that Team Canada is going to uh, steal the flags and they'll have to fight in a ladder match to retrieve them and then never bring them out again
1: similar to the ring jackets against the Naturals? Yeah, I definitely think there's a good chance of that. <laughs> um, so... Uh, let's uh, let's talk about some matches now. That's I think a, I think that's really the only note about segments they have on the show. So was uh, pinned the returning Cash in the main event at a good match that the crowd was largely dead for, or, or sorry sorry misread that the crowd cl- the crowd was largely dead for the show but got into the main event. Uh, he mm-hmm. Dave this is pretty interesting. So Dave says I don't know what is at work on the boys and what isn't, but Cash was making noise about wanting to work really stiff to teach Styles a lesson, and Styles, who was a good amateur wrestler and athlete, knew about it. Now, apparently, Jarrett, I'm assuming Jeff Jarrett, told Mm -hmm. Cash in no uncertain terms that he couldn't do it. Cash was claiming that he was mad because he hadn't gotten a raise, and guys uh, he thinks he's better than are earning more than him. Cash believes he could go to WWE, but nobody seems to take that threat seriously. Cash was also claiming that the company hadn't paid some of his recent medical bills when he was injured in a match. So Cash is uh, kind of heated here,
0: apparently. You know, this is kind of getting me a bit worried here because it's going to get to a point where TNA is going to be like, you know what, dude, this is just not fucking worth it. Right. The headache. I mean, I Cash is absolutely one of the better... Rustlers, performers acts whatever you want to call it in tna at this point but the leverage for him uh i don't think is there because i agree if he were to go to wwe i i don't think he would make a big splash at all so he would probably get maybe like probably more money than what he's making in tna but like is it life changing? Probably not. Uh, and I and I think that the the whole uh, working stuff with AJ that definitely sounds like a work to me. I don't think he's that unprofessional to take it out on a talent, especially a top talent. Uh, that is, just sounds like career suicide. Right, because yeah, that doesn't seem like, like a good who, idea. Who would want to work with you if you're like, oh, I'm going to go in there and just stiff you because right. I'm not making more money for the company, which has nothing to do with you? Mm-hmm. That just sounds like a disaster waiting to happen.
1: Right, no, I agree with that. Um, so he <clears throat> he talks about here about the uh, America, or, Sorry, the country whipping match between Can- Team Canada and Microsoft One, which... He says it would have just been better as a match instead of with the step, you know, Uh, and says that it was too similar with Team Canada running in and, uh, yeah, and just kind of doing pretty much the same thing again. Uh, Pat Kenny's win over Big Vito with help from David Young was atrocious, Dave notes, (laughs) even far worse than their horrible match a few weeks earlier, which I noted I didn't really love and Bob was like, no, that was fun. So. You're talking about the, the, I think it was, the, was it the Sicilian street fight or something they called it. Yeah, yeah, um, but that one was still way better than the one that we just saw. But hey, you know what? It is what it is. Uh, Abyss beat Sunny Siaki, as we noted. Uh, so now Sunny Siaki is under contract to Goldilocks in another storyline that Dave says is failed a long time ago and they just don't realize it. Uh, then, of course, the build. First and only Raven versus Cebu match was to start a program. Yeah, you heard that right. Uh, with Raven winning with a DDT through a table. They did double juice. Cebu did a dive. Crowd reactions were terribly disappointing after weeks of buildup. And it's really evident that they've beaten Cebu so many times that nobody sees him as anything special anymore. I mean, yeah. And I think that's probably the biggest issue there. But, hey. Okay. And kind of. I com- think-
0: I think Sabu is really good in in small doses. I agree with that. Um, Yeah. Like, if you have him in as a regular, he gets exposed very quickly. But if you were to have him in for, like, let's say, two or three weeks at a time for a very brief program, and he's gone for, like, six months or eight months and he comes back, then I think you get a lot more value. But, I mean, we've seen him consistently for, what, Um, probably almost six months Like, straight.
1: At least, like, five. It's been a while, yeah. So,
0: yeah. better Smaller doses, I think.
1: Right. And now, coming out of last week's show, we also learned about the tag team title situation, where, uh, coming up here very soon on pay-per-view, Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens, who are the NWA tag team champions, uh, they will be defending the titles on August 18th against the winner... Of the August 11th match, which is uh, our next show, against Team Canada, which is not including Petey Williams because he's in the X Division Gauntlet match, facing off against three Life crews, Conan and BG James. And they are also doing the best of three, uh, probably for the next three weeks, with America's Most Wanted and Triple X, which is Daniels in primetime, and the winner also gets a tag team title shot. So we kind of got a lot going on over the next few pay-per-views. With the tag team division,
0: uh, yeah. I mean, I, I and I don't hate that. No, um, I don't either. It definitely like it gives a direction for the uh the tag team championships. I, I mean, I just don't really care about three life crew at this point to uh have them win anything, so I'd rather than not uh mm-hmm. maybe win their match.
1: So, right, no, that's fair.
0: I but you know what they probably will because you're not going to do team Canada against the natural. I
1: don't think you're going to do heel versus heel like that.
2: Right.
0: So.
2: No, that
1: makes sense. Um, okay, let's talk about some pretty interesting stuff here. I don't even know where to start. Let's just start with the biggest thing. Let's get it out of the way. It's my longest note. Um, this is a this is a moment in history, Bob. While not officially announced, several sources have confirmed to Dave Meltzer that TNA has med- made the decision to cease weekly pay-per-view shows on September 8th. Damn it. I thought you were saying
0: cease operations. We're closing up shop. <laughs> no more podcasts. It's, it's done. We have
1: finished the show. Dang it. This is pretty Gosh, big. Gosh dang it. It's so big it's in the title of... The August sixteenth, two thousand four, Observer. So, really, TNA ends weekly pay per view. Wow, this is a big deal. Uh, so, what does that mean? Well, I want to read a lot of uh, what Dave notes here because it's super in depth and really, really interesting. So, I'll, I'll I'll take some breathers here and we can we can talk in between. But there's a decent amount, so let's just uh, let's just get right to it. Um, he starts off saying, as noted from the start of doing weekly television. This was the only feasible decision. The company had fallen to about 6,000 buys per week on pay-per-view before getting the Fox Sports net deal. The okay. decision yeah, uh, the decision was to wait about eight weeks to see if the new TV show increases buys. After 10 weeks, which we are about to watch the 10th show, uh, there was no indication that aside from one or two shows, the normal pay-per-view levels of buys had changed at all. And the money losses were probably hovering $100,000 per week. (laughs) Uh, The decision at this point is to do a monthly three-hour show uh, on Sunday evenings, similar to WWE and Pride, starting in November. The final show at the Asylum in Nashville at this point is September 8th. Now, starting September 14th, the Orlando tapings will be moved from Thursdays to Tuesdays, to give them more time to edit the post-produced show for Friday. So, guys, don't worry. You're still going to get—I mean, technically, we air them on Saturdays, 18 years to the day. Still going to be on the same day. Don't you worry. I'm not changing it yet. There will be uh, taped best of pay-per-view shows airing on September 15th, 22nd, and 29th. Don't worry. I'm going to make Bob find them, and we are going to cover them. I'm just joking. I, have to. I hope we're not doing that. Um, but as of the end of September, TNA won't have Wednesday night pay-per-views and won't be doing pay-per-view shows in October. The idea is to have a 7-10 to 10 week build for the first Sunday show. And boy, Bob, do I think we are finally getting bound for glory. Right. Yeah, okay. I mean, this is, realistically, that, that I think would be the the make the most sense to do finally you guys are getting this show we've talked about for a year right but we'll see now he kind of goes into in-depth about a lot of stuff here um that i think is really interesting so since wwe is the powerhouse and has its dates locked up months in advance it will become a game between pride and tna to get dates locked up first on months that wwe does two pay-per-view shows those two companies would have to fight over the remaining two dates while Pride is far bigger and does slightly better on pay-per-view in the U.S., TNA is more organized long-term. The idea at this point is to charge twenty-nine ninety-five per show, which Dave notes he thinks is a little bit on the high end yeah. uh, to start, and or yeah, at least to start. Out. Uh, the plan is to upgrade the shows, running them in mid-size arenas, about five thousand to seven thousand seats, throughout the country. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, most likely that will change when they find out they can't sell tickets. Right. Exactly. Right. right. The original TNA TV show plan was similar, but after only being able to sell about hundred tickets for the debut show in Huntsville, Alabama, they moved to Nashville as a permanent home at the 9,000 seat municipal auditorium. See Bob, remember how I did that. I you know. got it. I got it. Yeah. Uh, when they couldn't sell tickets there, they move to the 1,300-seat fairgrounds, where they usually come close to filling the buildings with free tickets, as paid is usually hovering around three to 400 Now, at press time, no wrestlers have been told of the changes, which will cut their pay down as they will be working five or six shows per month instead of nine or ten. After getting only four dates in October after seven in September, there are even rumors of further cutbacks where they would take two shows every other Tuesday at some point which would also be cost-effective uh, but would leave a lot of the wrestlers with three dates per month. If the budget for the monthly show is increased from about 100000 for the current weekly shows to 150000 for a monthly show, and the number of buys only stays at the same, and Dave thinks that it will increase significantly, the savings of the company would be 225000 per month instead of maybe 300000 per month in losses. The losses would be about $73,000. And again, that's saying that buys are only 6000 for a monthly show, and I'd expect them to be far more than that.
2: You, you know
0: you know who would be really
2: pissed off about this? Well, who's that?
0: And it's a guy that you have already mentioned. Oh. Dusty Rose? Kid Cash. Kid
1: Cash. That's
0: right. I'm not making enough money. Now you're cutting my date, so I'm making even less money. He's got... He'd, be, he'd have to be pissed. I mean, I would be. This whole thing just sounds like a disaster
2: to me. Yeah, well...
0: You're losing hundred grand a
1: week. A week? Wait. Yeah, well... <clears throat> we're going to talk more about money right now. Cool. Oh. So... You ready? This is, yeah, this ready. is in the fucking, we're in the guts. We're in the we're in deep. We are going in the deep end here, and I think this is stuff that we, this is what we want to talk about a lot. Most TNA wrestlers, aside from the bigger names, earn three hundred to five hundred dollars per show. With the expansion in dates, that generally means twenty seven hundred to forty five hundred dollars per month, which for the five hundred dollar guys. That also gets weekend indies is a decent living. And the bigger names like Raven, Dusty Rhodes, uh, who get roughly $1,500 per show, um, and America's Most Wanted and AJ Styles were doing quite well. This cuts the numbers down to $1,500 to $1,800 per month for the prelim guys. And he notes that, and a further cutback could put those numbers as low as $900 or less, or sorry, yeah, $900 or less per month. Which is not a living—I think he meant living wage—unless they get indie dates, and twenty-five hundred to three thousand, and even fifteen hundred with further cutbacks. So they're going to get significant cutbacks here, potentially. Yeah. Um, there is talk about running Wednesday night house shows for at least some of the guys to help morale and keep them from being cut so much on pay. But others think that the company is trying to uh, think that think this company trying to run Wednesday house shows and pay-per-view shows in mid-sized arenas will flop so badly, it could be the psychological blow that will endanger them from continuing further. And he basically compares this to um, XWF here, or yeah, XWF, um, how the XWF money backers largely gave up on the product after dropping big money, running some house shows, and those shows in 2002 in the Midwest, with the Road Warriors and Piper, drew better than TNA shows would probably be expected to do and they were still like no we're done
0: yeah i mean i feel like there's a solution here why wouldn't they just have maybe the guys that are that would be impacted uh no pun intended i guess uh by like the of wage, and just have them work with burt prentice and his company that runs that same building
1: that's a really good idea
0: you know what i mean like so if they're making, you said like what between three hundred and how much? Five hundred. Five hundred. Okay. So if you made some, maybe made some agreement with Prentice and was like, hey, uh, you know, we'll maybe cover half of the cost for, you know, David Young or something to appear on your shows, so he'll get. The recognition of having a TNA guy maybe help his attendance, and he's paying half the cost, right? Just so these guys can, you know, can, you know keep paying their uh, reputations in there. I think that's a, that's uh, a repetitions, good idea. not reputation. repetitions.
1: I know what you, meant, Yeah, that yeah, could um, maybe be a good idea. So, this continues a little bit more here, um, saying that there's also fear as to what will happen in Orlando once the fall starts and the crowds at Universal drop 80% on weekday nights from their current levels. The feeling right now is that about 75% of the TNA crowds are tourists looking for a park attraction, and the rest are the weekly wrestling fans from the area. Uh, And he he continues on, going to 5,000 to 7,000 seat arenas in different cities will increase costs somewhat, as you would expect, with major monthly shows. They can hype them better and also should be bringing in outside headliners. They could probably do shows like that on a $150,000 budget and maybe a little less. At $29.95, they can break even for the night on 10000 to 11500 buys, which is hardly an unreasonable number. And of course, the, uh, this, as noted before, taking into account the cost of still doing weekly television as a company, they aren't going to do well on less than $27,000 buys. They can hit that number regularly with four weeks of buildup, is not impossible if the company gets at least some buzz. And go ahead. Uh, well,
0: <clears throat> I was just thinking about like the percentage of fans or whatever, like seventy-five percent being tourists and that. I think right now that's pretty. That might be pretty close to being accurate, but yeah. as time goes on, I'm.
1: I think it's overwhelmingly just wrestling fans. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it evolves because I. I- I do think I do think eventually and I've said it and I and maybe I'm just being an optimist, but it's like I feel like more wrestling fans are more diehard wrestling fans at that because it's such a unique environment and shows. And I don't they're obviously trying to get people hyped right now. We know it. We've They've done it in the asylum where JB's cheering them on and shit. But I, I just feel like in coming months, maybe it's years. OK, I don't know, but I feel like there it's going to be feels less like staged excitement. And I right. feel like we're going to get to a point where it's like, oh, no, these people are actually really fucking excited. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm going to say that the mom, that like that shift of crowd reaction. I'm going to say that happens when they go primetime.
1: I think that's probably a, a
0: Now, it a probably happens. It probably happens before then, probably, right. but. I think for sure when they go prime time, it's overwhelmingly going to be a die, like your diehard wrestling fans. Because I know you and I, like if we were in Orlando and uh, you know, it costs just a park ticket to get in to watch the show. We, we would do that. I'd be getting annual passes. Yeah. So I mean, I'd be like like, 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 that, fuck it. Right. So like, that's what we would definitely do. Right, but yeah you're right right now it's it's it, the crowd is uh, similar to the wCWB shows where you could see the guy as someone walks out and he's like telling them cheer and then like on a dime they're like boo him right
1: right that, 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 that type of stuff yeah um there's just a little bit more on this part and then and then we can move on to some other exciting stuff but um at this point there is talk of Fox sports net moving the show from Friday at 3 pm. To a Sunday morning time slot. No decision has been made, but the slot talked about is 11 a.m. on Sunday, which would go head-to-head with Experience, which I believe is a WWE show. Yes, it is. Uh, That wouldn't be the worst idea, Dave says, because nobody watches Experience, and it would look Mm -hmm. good if the company could come close to or even beat a WWE show on Spike uh, head-to-head while on the weaker FSM. Come on,
0: man. Man. If okay. if that were if that were to happen, mm-hmm. okay, and then like fucking Fox Sports Net or DNA uh, TNA were to put out a press release being like breaking news, impact beats you know they uh would. beats fucking WWE experience. That would look so bad. Like don't do that. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I've ever even heard of experience, to be honest I've, with you. I, I heard of it. I'm pretty sure that was something that coach like the coach hosted. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. I don't remember the context or content of the show, but I think Coach like hosted it.
2: Okay.
1: Um, Well, you know, we kind of did just mention about these guys needing to potentially get more indie dates, or they are. Well, unfortunately, indie promoters have been complaining that TNA has raised the prices to book talent, particularly some of the lower-level X Division guys. Um, And basically... The wrestlers are worried, duh. Uh, since they figured this is going to result in them getting way less bookings. Right. So if there's rumors that they're gonna be cutting their dates and then raising their price for indie shows, that's kinda of fucked up. It yeah,
0: I don't under I don't understand this. I mean it's it, a and it was like rumor. 50, right. And before you had said it was like it was fifteen percent, yeah. Fifteen percent, and it was like thirty-five dollars. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like like that, like that was gonna be their cut. It's really weird. Like we
1: gotta, we gotta be like kidding. It's it's, it's so ridiculous. Right. Um, Do you remember how recently that we talked about Directv kind of stop doing, stop airing pay per views? Yeah. Uh, Well, Dave notes here it is now August, and there is no end in sight to the Directv stalemate. Uh, and then nobody knows exactly what has kept the deal from being put back together, but it costs the company roughly 18 to 25 percent in buys every week. It's a lot. Um, although the additional dish network should probably come close to balancing out the loss. Uh, there has been a lot of heat on Frank Romero in the office for his inability to get the deal done. Is Even if DirecTV offers less favorable terms, TNA needs DirecTV far more than DirecTV needs TNA. Yeah, there's again, no leverage.
0: Right. If this was WWE, they direct T V probably go, like, Oh shit, dude, what do you need? Yeah, right. But when you're making when you're basically getting very little buys, I mean I bet you direct T V doesn't even realize they don't carry it. Oh, I'm sure of that. So you go to the head like the head the guy there, they're probably like, Oh, we're we're
1: still doing that? I didn't even notice. Right. <laughs> Um, I got two. I think I only got two more things right now uh, for pre-show notes here. I guess technically three, if you want me to just remind you that Jim Mitchell will be returning soon after he was. Of course, we already talked about him being in Orlando, right? Um, so now I have two more. Okay, so this one's pretty interesting as well. Uh, the business relationship with AAA and Antonio Pena—it's—it's fallen apart, um, as noted here for months. It had been hanging by a thread, particularly when Armando Quintero had to book minis independently at the last minute for the anniversary show after AAA screwed up. No reason was given for the breakup other than the general impossibility of doing business with Pena and his frequent promises to come to Nashville or Orlando to talk about projects, but coming up with reasons that he can't come, or sometimes not even bothering uh, doing even that when he doesn't come. They were talking about a joint pay-per-view in San Diego when he stopped coming sides were supposed to trade talent, but TNA was bringing in Pena's guys at good money, while the only guy Pena would book was Abyss. Someone close to the situation believes that Pena did this on purpose, as he didn't want a repeat of the mid-90s, where he developed a whole crew of superstars, and then they started to get over in the U.S., and he lost the top ones. And I think it's this is a pretty interesting uh, kind of callback here, but even though TNA hasn't used Hector Garza... Suddenly, Garza decided that he could make better money and be paid on time and didn't feel like being under Pena's thumb, and so he quit. There's also apparently rumors here that with Latin Lover threatening to leave and Heavy Metal also making noises. Pena didn't want to send guys to get a taste of better money, so he just stopped doing business. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jeff Jarrett and Dutch Mantel at first wanted to go to CMLL, which has better wrestlers overall and far more depth than AAA, but Mike Tenay advised them to... a. Uh, he advised them against doing so saying that it would just wind up with the same problems and they could book bigger name talent in Mexico on their own since the highest paid guys now are independents. Now this leads to a very interesting note and we got some names for the exhibition government. Okay. And I'm going to, usually I don't know if I'd say it, but it's in the letter. So we're like going to talk reported. about it.
0: Why not? Yeah.
1: It's reported on August 11th. Uh, they are debuting. The original La Parca, Bob, L.A. Park, the name he is going by to avoid legal action from Antonio Peña, who owns the rights to the La Parca name, will be making his official debut. This is not Chris Harris in a La Parca <coughs> yeah. This is the OG. He's coming. Uh, also, strangely, they are billing the original psychosis. under under that name, even though Peña owns the rights to that gimmick as well, and uses a different wrestler under that name, and Psychosis wrestles in Mexico as a name I'm going to mispronounce. I think it's Nicho. N-I-C-H-O. At this point, the company is not booking Hector Garza until they can offer proof that he is legally out of his AAA contract, as they aren't looking for legal problems from Peña. Uh, they're also going to start using Super Crazy when his paperwork gets down, and plan uh, and plans are to use El Hijo El oh, Jesus Christ, Alhio Del Santo. I probably just fucking butchered that too. Uh, for major shows as an attraction, and Pero Agayo Jr.'s name has also been uh, banded about. So there's a lot of uh, potential Mexican talent coming in.
0: I'm kind of excited for all like psychosis
1: parka, Dude, I mean, it's exciting amazing. that is peril guy jr is good yeah yeah it's kind of exciting stuff uh, so even though that's kind of falling apart are we really missing much with abysmo negro and mr Aguila? not really we're not gonna see butthole on our tv i guess no i would definitely take uh, psychosis and la parka no nah, that's pretty cool and i'm pretty excited about it uh, i got one more name you ready for this for the ex-division gala well, scheduled to make his debut on August eleventh, <clears throat> Nigel McGuinness.
2: That's right,
0: that's the crazy. Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, he does not come across like an X division guy, anymore.
2: dude.
1: No, so that's weird. Um, so, and it's—I it, mean, we can it even says here McGuinness is a much taller than the X guys. And he's a yeah. real talent doing the European style, and is better off working as a heavyweight. So it's even noted here, he's not really an X-Division guy. Mm-hmm. But seeing Nigel in TNA, I'm kind of excited about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people are even uh, aware that he makes a televised appearance. Uh, I didn't know. Five, five years before he eventually comes in.
1: I had no
2: idea.
0: I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that it was an
1: X-Division appearance. Even more interesting. Yeah. Um, that's all the notes I got. Let's just mention Dark Matches real quick before this this uh, episode of Impact. And if you listened to our last episode, one of them's is going to sound familiar. Because it was noted on Explosion. Because they taped it and they ended up airing it. Now, interestingly enough, um, Explosion that aired, they believe it's this week was actually the wrong one because they like didn't send the tape in on time. I believe is is what's said. <laughs> or okay. some homie, oh, let, let me triple check. Oh, uh, yeah, as a repeat at the, oh, they sent the one they sent didn't work. So it was a repeat this week. Okay. Uh, so the other dark matches. so we had amazing red defeating Rod Steele that ended up airing on explosion. Then we had Jerrell Clark and Mikey Batts. Hold on, I'm reading this in in the reverse order. So uh, so it's the Naturals, Chief Stephen Andy Douglas, defeating Jerrell Clark and Mikey Batts. And then Conan, BG James, and Ron Killings, (laughs) so all three live crew, defeated Eric Young, Johnny Devine, and Bobby Roode. So they won against Team Canada. So some pretty good uh, dark matches took place before uh, Impact. Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad about that is uh that's all i got before we get into the show here i got a couple notes we'll talk about during the show and some of them i'm actually really really excited to talk about you kind of teased it in the beginning do i have a note about the mystery guy i don't know do i have some interviews with people who might be on the show maybe do i have notes about some of these guys trying to uh work for ring of honor again maybe i do oh boy okay well i'm really curious about this potential news on the coming soon guy because i have no fucking idea yeah, dude, I got some really good. I this is I'm exciting. I can, I'm excited. I can put some of these uh, notes into the show because right. I think it's gonna fit nicely into what we're watching. Especially, you know, when we're watching these and they're more squash matches, I don't mind as much talking about certain things. Whereas, like when it's like fast paced we gotta yeah. we're trying to call it. So, anyways, that's all I got.
2: All right,
1: well,
0: it's that time. It is time for Impact. August 6, 2004. If you want to watch along with us, head over to the Impact Plus app, or if uh, maybe you have it in your own personal collection. Maybe you have it on a VHS tape, just like that Brian Turner uh, YouTube page. That could be pretty – that could happen. I mean, he's got footage, so maybe people have Impact as well. Uh, I'm going to count down from three. When I say play, that is when we are going to be watching the show. The runtime is 46 minutes and – 58 seconds. So let's see who is going to be making an impact today. Three, two, one, play. I,
2: I gave, gave him. him my word. My word. It's reaching a fever pitch. Talking about the tag team division, that tag team, or the accident gauntlet. The battle lines have been drawn.
1: Damn.
2: Yeah, now
1: from stage twenty-one in Universal Studios in Universal Orlando Resort, it's total non-stop action wrestling impact. Do, 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 do. We have the lamest song to open up wrestling show. Do, 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 do. Yeah, they do. They definitely got to change that, dude. The pay-per-view one is like, I'm telling you right now, dude. The pay-per-view theme gets me so fucking hype, and this one's so lame. Yeah, it, it, the whole time it just sounds
0: like it's about to get, it's going to reach
1: to
2: the
0: the yeah. exciting part, and then it doesn't happen.
2: Mm-hmm. Eight-man tag team, now. I
1: think you just said our main event's an eight-man tag match. Didn't say who. Said, oh, shit, there's the pyro. The camera zoom out. I feel like they still need to spice up the entrance a little. It's like just gray paneling.
2: You got to be patient. I know. Perfection takes time. That's right. Oh, don't worry. John Hammond will be joining us later. Who we got Jeff.
1: coming out here? Jeff. Jeff Hammond. Jesus Christ. Sorry. What is this? Sal Renaro and Antonio Banks, dude. Sal Renaro. Is this like skinny Michael Shane? I, dude, I was just going to say that. What the heck?
0: Sal Renaro, he was in the uh, Wrestling Road Diaries,
1: the original with Cabana oh, really? and
0: Brian Danielson. Yeah.
1: We've heard his name quite a bit. I believe he's wrestled. He's in NWA now, too. Really?
0: Yeah. Like oh. today, like, right now, yeah.
1: Well, they're about to get their ass kicked by uh, Murphy's Most Wanted
2: here. Sorry about your damn boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Actually, yeah. okay. oh, is that the, okay, they're talking about the cage match from last year.
1: Okay. Yeah, Renaro, uh, Sal here, Renaro, I'm saying his name right? Yeah. He, rest, he wrestled in a dark match on the April 23rd, 2003 show, as well as two explosion matches, which one he lost to Conan in 2003, and the other one he teamed with a couple guys here, and he lost to Three Life Crew. So we've definitely talked about him before as James Storm gets tossed to the floor. To hit Renaro and uh, Antonio Banks. Who is MVP, by the way? We just saw him recently.
0: Renaro is wearing like buck type of pants too, by the way. Yeah, they're like bell bottoms. Yeah, nice backdrop
2: there. By uh, Chris Harris
0: to Renaro.
1: I think this match is going to take the entire 10-minute time limit. Merkensless Wanted is definitely going to have their, (laughs) you know, it's going to be a while. I'm pretty sure that's
0: not going to happen. Delayed vertical there by Chris Harris. I, you know, I do, I do like Sal Renaro in the, uh, in a uh, enhancement role.
1: I didn't know he was still active, so that's pretty interesting to me.
0: Oh yeah. He's also a Ring of Honor guy. He had a little bit of success there. I think that was like
2: 2005 though.
1: Yeah, it looked like he. Uh... I went to his uh, cage match page here. It actually looks like he, it, yeah, 2005, 2006, he's in Ring of Honor. Full Impact Pro, a lot, it yeah, looks like. Yeah, so FIP, he was part of uh,
0: the YRR, which was, okay. like, Young, Rich, something else. I can't remember what the abbreviated form of it was.
1: He actually has another TNA appearance in 2008 that we'll, we'll eventually see, I'm sure, to really? make it to 2008, yeah. It's a, I'm assuming it's a squash match. Oh, okay. And he goes back to Ring of Honor in 2018. Well, again in 2009, and 2008, but then 2018. And even up to 2020.
2: Power sent by James Storm, but Antonio Banks went to save. He looks like he's a big wild
1: side guy. He's in wild side quite a bit as well, too. Yep. So, it all is making sense now. Up and over. Look at look at Renardo like showing off his little app. Oh, oh shit.
0: God. James Storm with a freaking massive super. Look at them. Rinaldo.
1: Look at the bottom. Featuring AJ Styles, Michael Shane, Kazarian, Kid Cash, LA Park, Psychosis. Oh, my God. It's announced. Chris Saban, Petey Williams. We're going for the death sentence. Jerry Lynn, Miyamoto, Nisawa, Sanjay Dot. death sentence, Amazing funny. Red, Nigel McGuinness, and more. That's the people... We're going to see in the match. Team Canada versus 3 Life Crew, number one contenders match they, we knew about. They might as well have just announced every person in the match at that point. Yeah, in the Triple X match. Desire's Mystery Wrestler versus Alex Shelley in a Goldilocks' Money versus Contract Challenge. Here, okay, So, America's Most Wanted one, one and here comes Team Canada to beat them down. It looks like Eric Young and P. D. Williams, or is it Johnny Devine? Yeah, that's Devine, Okay, Divine. Yeah, here's Three Life Crew, which actually makes sense because they're probably the ones that are going to fight them on um, uh, the pay per view. Well, Triple X will be out momentarily, I'm sure. Nope, there's Bobby Roode and Scott DeMore. Conan did not want to bump on that double clothesline. No, he line. did not. He did not want to go down on a Bobby Roode double clothesline. I'm sort of Hold shocked we're not ending the pay per view like this because this is very, or sorry, the show, because this is very much how the end of Impact happens all the time. Triple X out here in new gear. Daniels is wearing black and silver, and Skipper's wearing gold and black, dude. I love that. And there's the Naturals.
0: You are right, though. This would seem like how you would end
2: the show. Right?
1: To hype up the pay-per-view, there we go. Yeah, the Naturals looking on, and like, oh, my God, tune into the pay-per-view
2: to find out who's going to win.
1: Oh, are you ready to feel the pounds? Looks like Monty Brown's up next, and guess what? I got a note about him. Oh, great. They're really trying to push Monty Brown and Jeff Hardy as the top stars in the company. Aside from Jeff Jarrett, I think we've noticed that sure. um, Brown, because of his, uh, because he played in the NFL, is able to get on a lot of sports shows that won't book quote no name wrestlers. In this past week, he was on both the Best Damn Sports Show Period and Cold Pizza. He started starting to get a little bit uh, a get a little star Aurora which few of the guys in the company have, even though they are far better in the ring, which I disagree with. I think Monty Brown's great, but...
0: Well, I'm surprised he was on Cold Pizza on ESPN.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, so Monty Brown getting some uh, bonus bonus time there.
0: I feel like Best Damn Sports Show doesn't count since it's on the same network. And,
1: and, and Impact beats the ratings. <laughs> right.
2: Impacts a bigger show at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's pretty funny. How are we feeling about X and AMW best of three? I'm excited
1: about it. I'm afraid that it's going to, like, wear out the feud too quick, but... That's what I'm worried about, too. Highlight package of so the pounce. I'm always here for this. This thing actually played on... The pay-per-view this past week, and I literally said, "Why is this not playing on Impact?" Because right. we don't need it on pay-per-view. If I'm paying, I know who
2: this guy probably is. Well, you know it's interesting you say that because when
0: I bought when I bought the first my first uh, TNA pay-per-view, the Shamrock and uh, Ron Killing's one, I don't think I knew a lot of the guys on the show.
1: At the time. I guess, no, That I guess I get that. No, and I, I say that because I feel like I, I don't know if I would have blindly bought a pay-per-view. I feel like I would have saw it from the TV show. I feel like that is what would have made me do it, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I was, I think, a unique uh, like
0: right. 13-year-old kid when I was like, oh, on com is Ken Shamrock and Ron Killian. Yeah. And I gotta, I gotta check it out. <laughs> <laughs> That was my dream match in fucking August of 2002. That's so ridiculous. So stupid.
1: See, but this fits so well on this on the impact. No, I don't no, think it yeah, needed it's on. on Who we got coming out here?
2: I thought it was D.O. Brown for a second, the way he was bobbing So his head. did I. Who is this? What's your nameplate? Okay. Show his name.
0: Bruce oh, Steel. Bruce Steele! That was such a long, like, delay
1: of who it could be.
2: Jeez, yeah,
1: that was weird. So now we have officially seen both Bruce and Rod Steele on TV, yep. and here it he comes—the alpha male, Monty Brown.
0: He is definitely quickly becoming Dude. the top
1: guy for this company, and I love it. Um, this is a great time to bring up something. Give me one second as I pull it up.
2: The devastating yeah. pounce. Wow. The alpha male. Look at him, dude. Just lay, leaving his scent.
1: Okay. Bell has rung... And I'm still pulling it up. Give me one second. Here it is. Uh, over on our Twitter page at Cross the Line TNA, which I really hope you're following us along. We post some really great content there every day about the impacts and the pay-per-views that we're watching, that you're listening to, uh, and you can see some of that over on Facebook as well, TNA Cross the Line Pod. But uh, over on Twitter, Pat Kenny, Simon Diamond, he uh, quote tweeted one of our tweets where he was getting hit with the pounce by monty brown and he said quote the empire saint had potential russo understood it because he was a northeast guy or was because he was a northeast yeah northeast guy which he mentions is highly ethnic uh, and once he left game over so he's kind of mentioning that once russo leaves it's kind of when uh monty brown kind of maybe wasn't as much of a star is
2: that what he's referencing there I'm pretty sure that's what he's referencing. Really? I thought he was talking about himself. I thought he was talking about... I thought he
1: was talking about Monty Brown.
0: Well, okay. Let's say, let's say that he is. He, he could be. He, I guess, is a,
1: he is an agent and like producer, so he could be looking at it from that perspective. Well, and I guess, to be fair, the Empire's. Saint is not a name that a nickname I've heard for either one of these guys yet. So that's I guess why I made the assumption right. it's Monty Brown. Right. Uh that that is an interesting
0: um comment though about Monty Brown because um there it is, the pound the pom-
1: holy pom. shit, Bruce Steele just went flying.
0: He uh has, I mean the time when Russo leaves I want to say, but he did, when he comes back though, I don't know if Mountie really has much of a splash. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the timeline's weird.
1: I'm really curious the timeline. And Mountie Brown just won, by the way, with the pounds. Of course, I think
0: I think Russo comes back in like October of two thousand six. I think. So I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how that uh, progresses. What okay, so it? what the fuck? Raven just or Sabu just jumped off the announcers table or something to attack Raven who's bandaged.
1: Whoa, Raven and Sabu brawling here in impact. This is not Why over. was Raven even out here? Where
0: was where was Sabu to freaking dive over the Spanish announce team?
1: That was weird. Um what I will say is um I stand corrected. Because this is why we do live research. I made the assumption that he was talking about Monty Brown. It has to be about he's th- himself. He's talking about himself. Because we have not seen it yet. But he is going to be renamed the Empire Saint. Okay. So I apologize. I stand corrected. I was, did That's not know right. that because we haven't seen, seen it. Right. But it's it happened crazy. to be about him getting his ass kicked by Monty Brown. So I made the assumption
0: Right. Okay. So now let's, with that context, as Sabu just did like a triple jump dive to the floor. Now they're Brown towards the backstage or Ron Harris or Don Harris. Is that, that that bad. being
1: said, though, I would not be shocked if it also is relatable to Monty Brown's I I success. think it could. I think it could be both. But it was, was Jason Pat, Cross, dude.
0: With the Pat Kenny thing, though, even with Russo there, he's not really doing anything. He's not in a yeah. high-profile situation. He's not necessarily being
2: booked the greatest. I mean, he had Lucky Charms dumped on him, for Christ's
1: sakes. Oh, wow. AJ Styles or Jason Cross?
0: Remember when Jason Cross was, like, the new hot thing for uh, two weeks? Right. But I still think this
1: match could have some potential here.
0: Well, you have that AJ Styles bias. Yeah. <laughs> no. And that's why you think that. The Empire Saint. That really threw me off.
1: I'm saying,
0: is Pat I, Kenny going to fucking turn on David Young and go back with Gilberti and like I their New York thing?
1: Uh, well, we're going to find out soon. <laughs> I don't know the answer. It doesn't say on this thing I'm reading, but um, OK, well, that's good. Hey, you know what? That's why we do live research here. We, we say this shit. I thought it was a cool tweet regardless of who it was referencing.
2: And I honestly could have seen
1: the nickname being used uh, for either one. So
2: <laughs> I was just a confused yeah.
1: wrestling fan. That's all.
0: Oh yeah, it's I'm not gonna judge you for it.
1: I, I just I figured he was talking about himself. No, that makes sense. It makes sense now with the and I I didn't think they'll look it up. I thought it I thought I was so for sure. But that's what I get, man. Apparently I gotta start looking this shit up if I don't get it. The okay. thing is, like, I don't know that, but I knew who Nikita Koloff was when he made his debut. Well, so isn't that kind of crazy? We uh, we
0: literally know that that's not the case. It's bullshit. These two are going fast-paced here. We, we had to kick literally out of have a live reaction of you being like, Bob, I don't know who that is. That's not true!
1: And I had to be like, dude, that's Nikita Koloff. And you're like, Who? No, dude, I was just, when he took the mask off, I was shocked. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't expect to see such a legend here. It's AJ Styles hits a beautiful drop salt on Jason Cross. I was shook, man. Oh, my God, huge dive. He got injured this way. Nope. He jumped onto the apron. Springboard. Forearm flying forearm. Knocks Jason Cross down. Is Jason Cross going to hit that? What's he do? Shooting
2: star press, leg drop or something. The Crossfire. He's saying it right now. I just can't remember which way he flips. Probably not worrying me. Uh no, I had to respond to somebody.
0: Okay, I'm a is popular
1: it, Yeah, sure. Is it a shooting star press leg drown?
2: Uh Whoa. Yeah, is isn't it? I
1: think it's a shooting star press.
2: The crossfire.
1: Oh yeah, he said the name, but I he didn't I forgot exactly which way he flips and stuff. I'm pretty sure it's a shooting star leg drop. I think you're right. Yeah, something like that, but off the top of it, see, that wasn't a shooting star press, though. It was. Oh well, yeah, that was a somersault.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: We'll see it. He'll miss it. Let's be real.
2: <laughs> yeah. Look
1: at the, Look at this move, though. Okay. He basically came in oh, and did nice. Christian's uh, kill switch, but flipping into the ring, hitting it. Dion I didn't like Trittier. that. Prettier. He,
0: okay.
1: uh, he calls it the kill switch.
0: Uh, it's not called that
2: 2004.
1: Okay, fine. Oh, okay. Shooting star press like. drop. He missed it. I fucking told you.
2: Of course he did. Of course he did. I fucking knew it. If you're
1: following along at home, we are about to hit one second. Eighteen minutes on the dot.
0: We're about to hit one second, he says. We've been watching this longer than one second. The things I got to deal with on this show Unbelievable
1: You're telling me man
0: We got 28 minutes and 43 seconds left in the show And I did mm-hmm. that on purpose Because Dallas hates when I do that
1: Especially hate it when you're day. like Okay guys there's a 1 hour 40 minutes left like, I can't wait on? for
0: the I can't wait for these 3 hour pay-per-views Because you're damn right I'm going to be like You got oh, 2
1: hours, 21 minutes and 37 seconds left baby Absolutely beautiful Moonsault reverse DDT combo by AJ Styles. See, in that case, Cross was close, but he still landed it. Oh, Styles Clash. Uh-oh. Oh, Boom. Oh, well, that's got to be it. it. Was for the cover. Nice. I mean, that
0: wasn't bad. Jason Cross didn't, like, mess up anything, really. That was good. Yeah, okay, really, what is with the pyro with after these freaking matches? It scared the
1: referee, it looked like. Mike Posey. Can he get his X-Division title back in the uh,
2: match Wednesday? Probably not. (gasps) Jeff Hardy steps
1: into the Impact Zone next. That's awesome. I got a note about him, too. So as we await for him to step in the ring, Bob, uh, it's an interview with Jeff Hardy. It was actually uh, conducted by the webmaster for the TNA website, so take that for what it's worth. Um, he said he's working for the company. Er, he said working for the company was really exciting, and he was rediscovering his drive and desire to wrestle. "Quote, that's what I needed from all of this," uh, he said. "Quote, to be excited, I found it here. I found my passion again." Uh, he was asked what sort of projects he was doing these days. He says, "Quote, the major project I've been working on was a motocross track at my house, which I purposely note because he eventually." Jumps off of that, breaks his leg, and him and Matt Hardy uh, have to give up the tag team titles. Yeah, give. What are you talking about? When he broke his leg, at the the supercross track wasn't it the tag team titles in like two thousand thirteen or fourteen or something? Matt Hardy talks about on this podcast. Jeff Hardy got injured by doing a fucking like backflip off of his motocross track in his backyard. All right. You're not even talking about...
0: Okay. You're fucking me up, man. You're talking about TNA 2013.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, TNA. He breaks his leg. Really hyping up the international people and all the ex guys. Anyways, he said that Matt used to stop by every week and talk to him about wrestling. So one day, he called TNA and got hooked up. Uh, He said he was intimidated by the thought of getting in the ring with AJ Styles, but was pleasantly surprised with how everything went. Uh, He also said that the corners in the six-sided ring were tough to get used to at first, but now he figured he'd go crazy if he had to go back to six sides. Well, I think it meant four sides. but And we are seeing images from the pay-per-view. He was hit with a pounce when he was going to use the guitar.
2: Are you ready for Jeff Hardy and Impact Bob? Uh, I was born ready, dude Who do we got here? Gabriel. This guy's looking how bad he is. He's such a bad guy. Gabriel. Who the heck is Gabriel?
0: I don't know the. Tell me if that guy doesn't look like Brian
2: Anthony from Northeast Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Oh, he don't wrestle no more. He didn't really do Oh, we've actually Wait, hold on. What in the world? Hold on.
1: Jeff Hardy's got a weird jacket on. Pyro black lights. What the fuck is that jacket? I've never seen Jeff Hardy come out in a jacket like that. No. Well, it's off already, so there you go. That's what that tells you.
2: I love the glow-in-the-dark pink, though. Uh, Bob, duh. Gabriel's from the Lost Boys with Azrael. Duh.
0: I do I did not know
2: that. They, they've beat the Briscoe Brothers... On the July seventeenth, two 2002 pay-per-view in a dark match. Duh. <laughs> Whatever. That's funny.
1: I don't want to be that guy, but we only got one more match after this, and this one's not going to be long. So I'm assuming we got some kind of segment that we're going to see.
2: Bob, this one has a 25-minute time limit here. Uh, I wrong. wish that was true, dude. How's Gabriel going to treat Jeff Hardy here? We're going to find out. This guy Gabriel, he said you're. You said he's with the
0: tag team called the Lost Boys with Azriel. Yep. Is that the same Azriel from uh, Ring of Honor and Jersey All Pro?
1: I can look I, again. Hold it on. He probably
0: isn't. Is he a wild side guy, too?
1: Uh, hold on
2: one second. I'm pretty sure. I mean, Gabriel is, so. What, what were you saying about him? Uh, what companies? Asriel
1: would have been uh, like uh, Ring of Honor, Jersey All Pro. No, it doesn't appear to be the same one. Okay, so it's a different guy. But it is wild. He's a wild side guy. But hey, they got to win over the Briscoes. Gabriel's? Yes, Gabriel is as well.
2: Okay. You're waiting to hear the date for Hardy and Jared.
0: What day could it be? I'm going to assume that their first showdown.
1: Would you wait to do their first showdown for the three hour pay-per-view? There's no way, right? I guess it depends. I mean, At this point, I don't know if you can wait that long. They literally just said the date's going to be announced on Wednesday. So whatever that means. Hardy going through the twist of fate. Is he going to hit on Gabriel? Oh, my (laughs) God. He's going to beat the lost boy. Who did not um, go over on his back. Oh, here he goes. Is he
2: going to go for the Swanton, Is this going to be it, Bob? Oh, there you go. Classic Hardy,
1: completely missing him to protect his opponent. What a nice guy. And that's a three.
0: What am I doing? I'm not
1: sending somebody money.
2: Jesus. Jeff Hardy still on a roll. He's got
0: a new jacket. That we've never seen before. Dallas is crunching on some good old fucking popcorn chips or something. Damn! I thought
1: I muted it. <laughs> That's
0: great. Damn it! Damn it. I I it! The one time he needs to
1: mute it, he doesn't. Do it. I know. What the heck? Oh uh, fucking okay, a! Jeff. I'm Jeff Hammond. Welcome to this Thursday's imp- or this week's impact.
2: He would say that too. Oh, my God, he's going to hype the pay-per-view, Bob. What? One of the greatest matches we ever heard. What? Well, that's actually... Wait, that's a really good point. The gauntlet? It's the first time that we've heard in a battle royal in the six-sided ring. Right.
0: Is this guy... Is Jeff Hammond even really a wrestling fan, or are we just, like... Attending. there's no friends look dude six points of impact no friends
2: that's right baby oh, michael shane and kazana there ain't gonna be no friends in that rank bag of tricks <sighs> like a guy like kid cash he's got a bag of tricks you ready for that bag of tricks he's gonna pull it right out of his pocket okay I mean this in all due respect, but on a pre tape, does he really need a note card? Probably not. I'd give him credit if it was live, but surprises, they already told us half of them.
1: A lot of rest are stone named. Is there gonna be Shark Boy? Yeah. Is there gonna be Antonio Banks? Maybe. Is there gonna be Jason Cross? Probably. Six. All right, that six points impact wasn't as bad because
2: he wasn't trying to interview someone right take a look at the impact zoom it's beautiful I love it Mike Tanae and Don West in the audience here Oh, you want to be a teenage wrestler that guy what the heck that guy's like when you bring your dad to a show and he's like acting like he's excited. We've all been there.
0: <laughs> They're still plugging this whole thing. I, no one's ever done
2: it. I'm. Convinced. I don't believe that. They announced the NWA World Title match. Jeff Jarrett defends against Jeff Hardy. Contract for money match. Alex, the baby bear, Shelley takes on Desire's mystery opponent. Who do you think it's going to be, Bob? For Desire, her yeah. uh, Jimmy Yang. The final showdown: David Young versus Glenn Gilberti. <clears throat> Three Live Crew, Team Canada, they get a shot at the Naturals. I mean,
1: arguably the two most talented teams. Triple X. America's most wanted. Dude, Wednesday's sounding pretty good.
2: I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that show. The winner of their series will eventually get a tag team title match. The
1: 20-man. Invitational. I just love world.
0: this guy behind Don was just staring at
1: him. He was yeah, he's, going,
0: he's going like yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh oh.
1: Yeah.
0: I know I know psychosis. <laughs> and here comes Jeff Jarrett.
2: <laughs> oh, he takes the mic out of my Sam.
1: We don't wanna have to wait till Wednesday night. I want the match now. As I'm wearing a, po- a golf polo with little strings to tie it like I'm a sailor. I liked it better when you had the tight shirts on. This is like casual, Jerry. He's going on vacation. He's not quite wearing his fancy but He's got cargo pants on and a shirt that's got a little string to tie it. But he's calling out Hardy, and uh,
2: Hardy's music's playing. And here's Jeff Hardy, who just got done wrestling. He's got paint all over his body still. His pants, they're a mess. We and here he comes. Way. Oh, fuck.
1: Jarrett met him outside the ring. They're brawling.
0: Well, why did they say we don't have to wait till Wednesday? They're not
2: fighting Wednesday.
1: No, dude, Are they? Gonna find, no, he's going to find out the date.
2: Hardy explodes. Hmm. Oh, nice spin kick there! Nailed them with that. Impromptu matchup. Jerry has a guitar at the under that turnbuckle, but I did not see him walk out with that. Uh-oh. clothesline, Jared outside the ring. I didn't even know that was Collier. Oh, rock bottom. Onyx, go get him. Oh, he missed him. Oh, holy shit. Oh, my God. Hernandez the hired mercenaries. Dropkick off the top to send Hernandez. Oh, Jared with a title right to the face.
1: Oh, Jarrett Cohn for the figure four. He's going to lock it in. Oh, my God. Hardy's done. Hardy's barely selling it.
2: He's like, yo, fuck your figure four leg lock. Run killings. Oh, my God. Jarrett's terrified. Oh, American Dream, dude. I kept my promise. I promised him.
0: I'm surprised that the elite guard are still even a thing.
1: Um, me too. So. It's actually really surprising. Yeah. Dusty looks so
2: disappointed. Six man tag coming up. Telling you. He ain't there. Oh, mm-hmm. Russo and Dusty about to get in a fight again. Didn't see this coming. (laughs) Dusty Rhodes won't even allow Russo to get his, like, eyes on Jeff Hardy. Impact zone. What did did Russo even
0: do
1: anything with Dusty there, or did he just walk in there and they just? He pretty much just walked in there. Here comes Kazarian and Michael Shane. Looks like two of the eight members of the uh, tag match here to main event. They still got the titles. It's not officially vacated, yet. That's good to know. Kazarian has like cornrows in right now, or like little braids, which is kind of weird. Not a look I like on him. Michael Shane's wearing that shitty vest. Which I guess, in a way, it gives him some heel heat, so it works. Uh-oh, Kid Cash.
2: So this is our main event. We got 12 minutes
0: left in the show. Holy mother. Kid Cash getting some viral.
2: That's right. Kid Cash accompanied by Dallas. Kid. Cash.
1: Rocks. Uh-oh, Team Canada. Yeah, a little bit of everyone in this match. Wait a minute. Oh, it's probably just one guy. Oh, it's just It's PD Williams.
2: Well, when I think of Team Canada, I think the whole unit. So I was like, what the hell is going know. on? And Scott DeMore. So we, this team,
1: <laughs> we have Scott DeMore, Dallas, and Tracy Ringside on this, this team. That's a lot of fucking people.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh-oh. Triple X's music.
1: X, 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 X. Wait, is Daniels wearing the entrance attire I really like? Okay, so we got Christopher Daniels, Sanjay Duck, Chris Sabin, and Primetime. Oh, yeah, dude, that's the entrance gear I like right there. That's good. Um, I have a note about Christopher Daniels, if I can find it. Um,. Christopher Daniels was at one of the recent Ring of Honor shows to do a DVD shoot interview. They tried to clear it with TNA to let him work the show, but TNA wouldn't allow it. Uh, it's kind of a weird deal because TNA is letting Shelly work, even though he's now a regular on their show, and has offered Ring of Honor some other guys if they want them, but won't allow Daniels and AJ Styles, which are two of Ring of Honor, the two guys that Ring of Honor wants to do any work.
0: Is, is Shelly even under a TNA contract yet or no?
1: I think that's kind of the difference. But if they're offering other talent, potentially, I'm not 100% what that means. Did
0: you but, ever give us the note on the coming soon guy? No, because we didn't see it.
1: I was oh, going to do it if we saw the video. Um, I, I feel like I have to just tell you then, right?
0: Yeah, you just have to tell us.
1: I purposely was holding on to it, but...
0: I figured that's what it was, but it obviously... didn't. I was it. assuming we we're
1: going to see it. Maybe we'll see it at the end of the show, maybe. There's always that chance, but... Yeah. I'll just say Kazarian. Sunjay starting us off. Um, some fast moving here, counters. Keep up, uh, Hurricane Round. Um, so,
0: or head scissor. Well, you know what? It's interesting to see Sanjay here, and he was not involved at all in the Sabu Raven thing.
1: Very good point. Yeah. Uh, oh, look at this! Well, these two are having some fun here in the opening uh, minutes. Heel Okay, so the mystery coming soon, guy. Are you ready for this, Bob? I am. Absolutely ready for this. Uh, it's rumored. Well, it doesn't say it's rumored, but it's a heel D'Lo
2: Brown returning. There's no way
1: that was D'Lo Brown. Now, uh, there's a little bit more about this. So, although TNA consistently, for whatever reason, pushes the idea that Vince Russo has no involvement in creative, that it's all Jeff Jarrett and Dutch Mantel. that isn't the case. There are certain things on the show which are uniquely Russo, and upon further look, it comes out that in almost all cases, they are. The case in point was the interview Brown did a few weeks back talking about not being interested in wrestling anymore because all he cares about is his baby daughter. That was totally scripted by Russo, with the idea that Brown goes home and somehow returns as a crazed man-ban. <laughs> what? I was so, stuck home with my kid for months. <laughs> I'm fucking son of crazy now, the funny thing about this is we have noted before, in wrestling capacity, I'm pretty positive D'Lo Brown is done. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, wait, look at this. Triple X launching Saban to the oh. floor, takes out the entire uh, team of Williams, Cash, and Kazarian, and Michael Shane. Um, So this was, like, kind of shocking to me. The fact that this person in this weird coat with this weird coming soon package. Yeah. Is D'Lo Brown?
2: I don't, I mean, it didn't
1: look like D'Lo Brown to me. See, I'm, I need to see it again. But the head shape you see in the back, I think it kind of is. He's got a pointy bald head.
0: Yeah, but like.
1: I don't know, man. I don't
2: know. Isn't
1: it weird? I don't know. Oh, it's absolutely
2: weird. Uh, Dallas during the commercial
0: tripped uh Sabin allowing for a double underhook shoulder breaker by uh,
2: Kid Cash. What a what a bad guy. Ready? Oh what a slap
1: or a chop there on the chest chop. of Chris Sabin by Kid Cash. Um, I believe that was my final note of the, the show, by the way. Oh, boy. Jeff Hammond is on commentary. Watch out, everyone. He's hey, coming man. for your job. He's very insightful with his uh, takes. Did you know there's no friends in a gauntlet match? Because there isn't. You know there's never been a gauntlet match in a six-sided ring here in TNA wrestling?
0: Yeah. Also, did you know that uh, people are going to have to adjust with it being a six-sided ring? <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, dude, all the different points of impact, dude, there's six points. It's a fucking hexagon, in case you didn't know. Because you forgot to have, what geometry is. It's a hexagon. And the ropes, dude, there's more things to jump off of. That's right. Jeff Hammond, man, he
2: knows He knows his ropes.
1: I do think the real thing here is the ropes look tight as fuck in the 6 sided ring. I don't know if that's actually accurate, but they look tight as fuck.
2: I don't know what that has to do with anything. What? What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. I'm just pointing. Like, look, they barely move when
1: they spring off them.
0: Don't, don't you, don't they want tight ropes? Yeah, but they look
1: extra tight.
0: Like
2: extra.
1: They ain't loosey goosey. N- I've,
0: I've never heard anybody complain about anything
1: being too tight. Daniel's in the ring. Knocking PD Williams down, going after Kit Cash. And he goes off those tight ass ropes. Double clothesline oh. to Williams and Kit cash. Daniels likes it tight. Boom, atomic drop on P.D. Williams right. comes back. Oh. Like, Judo STO. And... Oh my God. Kit cash, the master of the Hurricane Rana. Triple jump. Or I guess it's kind of a double jump, Hurricane Rana. Double springboard. Under two minutes left. Is this going to go to a decision? No way. There's too many. Guys. Oh my god, uh, pump, pump kick pump. by Kazarian. Dutt comes There's in. This guy in the room. Throws him over the knee. Dutt, springboard, oh, okay. moons off the middle rope. Oh, wait. That was oh, like a corkscrew twist. Sent down. It was exciting. A uh, referee here, Rudy Charles, is letting this match completely fall apart. He does not give any fuck. They were so falling apart so much, they're bumping into each other. He doesn't know what to do. He's checking a Dutt, dude. He doesn't care. Oh, oh, fucking A, dude. His prime time... Completely missed oh. being caught by Michael Shane. That was a split like moonsault. Oh my God, Steven! Kizarian. Oh, what the? F- Tane goes. I'm not sure if he hit
0: their guard well, but <laughs> oh, Dales just uh, hit a big boot on Daniels. I think I don't think anybody on any of those three dives hit it clean at all. No, I don't know if they did. Holy! Dutton
1: Kazarian scoop and a slam. That was
0: insane.
1: Seeing him like bags
0: his head on the bottom of the guard railing there. That was
1: gross. Tracy stopping him. Oh, she gets pushed down. Oh. Hindu oh, press.
2: My. Oh my, my god. god, dude!
1: Get out of here. Raven! Oh, oh there's Raven! Oh, the oh. Raven effect! As Scott DeMore has Rudy Charles distracted. Petey well, Williams.
0: There I mean I said it, he wasn't even involved, but Raven didn't forget it. Canadian
1: destroyer. Oh, I hate that Sal fucking. Damn it. PD Williams, a legal man, just hit the Canadian Destroyer, pinned Sanjay Dutt. Oh. Wow. What a main event. Oh, yeah. shit.
2: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Wow. That was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. I feel like nothing in that match was, like, safe. No. Like, no one was... is injured coming out of that match.
0: I don't even know. What? Okay, great. Yeah, Three life crews got to come out. And See, we're doing and the thing again, though. We're doing it? the. N- not every show needs to end in a brawl. Dude, it's WSW Nitro. What are you talking about? It worked in 97. It's going to work in 2004, baby. Come on, Naturals. Yes. Come
2: out. Or the rest of Team Canada. Come out. Whatever. Oh, Canada. Dallas is just hanging out outside the ring. Not even doing anything.
0: all right what is going on is chaos you know oh they still have the x division championship so it is not vacated
1: no they came out with it even in their entrance
0: yeah so does that mean that they're technically defend well no they're not defending
1: it right? it's not officially vacated yet but i'm pretty sure it's going to be vacated. it has to be they're defending it but like i mean i don't know it's kind I of would, i
0: would present it as them defending the title
1: in a twenty man going for the gold, right? And there's got to
0: be, and there's got to be a, like one champion.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Like not, like not like both of them could not win. So let's say like Kazarian gets eliminated. Okay, Michael Shane's the X Division champion, and now he's defending. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I agree
1: with that. What is brawling all over? Daniels is fighting Dallas now. This is one of the longest brawls I feel like I've watched ever. Oh, there know. we go. Now we're getting those video packages where they hype up the pay-per-view. Triple X talking.
0: This is basically the, like TNA's version of
2: ECW's Pulp Fiction-style promos. Really. Everybody oh, just a- dude. Oh, my God. Look at America's Most Wanted with the sunglasses on.
1: Maybe it's just me, but like I hate that they do it in front of the pay-per-view stage. Yeah. I wish they just did it in front of like the logo backstage or something. I hate it in front of the stage, though. I know it's a cooler backdrop, but, like, I know it's the pay-per-view stage, so it bothers me. Right. That's three left crew. Here's
2: Team Canada. Show me what you got, number one contender. Team Canada all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, David Young, great. One more shot. Do I look like a loser? Yeah, you're wearing a leprechaun.
1: I'm going to prove that you're the worst professional wrestler that walked the planet. Here's Jarrett. Dusty Rhodes, this is the way I see it. You're from the outside looking in.
2: Oh, shit. Monty Brown used to get a shot of his pecs. Shredded. The Serengeti is a very dangerous place. Pounds. Period. Boom. That's how you go off the air. Woo. Oh, that was good. Woo.
1: that was good, Joe. Yeah, man, that was good.
2: That main event, dude. That main event
0: was insane. That main event was freaking awesome. I love it though. The dive. I mean, that's what you should be doing on free television dives and just absolute yeah, yeah. chaos. I mean, that's what that's what you see. That's say. like exactly
1: the main event I wanted. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that was really well, tons of guys. Great way to feature everyone. a lot of X division talent that's going to be in that battle royal.
0: Gaunt- well, it's a gauntlet for the gold, right?
1: Right. So X division style, <laughs> which is
0: pretty freaking awesome. So that does that mean that every title has had a gauntlet for the gold? Wasn't there a tag <gasps> team title?
1: Dude, that is a really great point. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that.
0: So that's interesting. Uh, All right. Well, it was a good show. Uh, The next show, as we've already said about, I don't know, probably 15 times, there is a Gauntlet for the Gold X Division title (laughs) on the line. Yes, there is. Uh, And then there's the best of three begins between AMW and Triple X, Three Life Crew and Team Canada, number one contendership. Now, of course, after the best of three, whoever wins that best of three, will then become the number one contenders as well. So long-term storytelling here. Uh, but uh, and we, I imagine we're also going to find out the date for Hardy and Jarrett. Right. So that uh, is something to look forward to uh, as well. And then uh, David Young and Gilberti for... The final time, and then who is Desire's mystery
2: rustler guy? I know.
0: I don't who know. Could it be? There's a lot of mysteries for uh, next week's show or uh, the next show.
1: I literally don't have any guesses. Like I, I don't even know what they're gonna do. I don't know
0: either. I I don't know who for Desire. I feel like is there like. A, Someone that we're missing that is a, has been associated with her that could, like, return for, like, a one-off or something? I don't know. Mercedes Martinez, because uh, she broke her back. She broke her back. Could you imagine? She would probably have a good match with Alec Shelley. I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, well, we can't dispute that, so that'd be pretty, probably pretty cool. So, I don't know. Uh, All right, Dallas, you got anything else, though, for uh, this edition of Impact?
1: Uh, I don't think I do, Bob. I think that was a lot of fun. I think it was a really exciting show, and I'm excited for this pay per view. Um, What I will say is that was our 10th episode of Impact, which is pretty cool. And we are 10 for 10. Every show, we have both given it a thumbs up. We are on a hot streak. With these impact shows, and I, uh, I totally can't wait to keep going with them, and because it's only going to get better. I'm
0: gonna be really disappointed for when we finally have an impact
1: show where it's like that wasn't very good. It's gonna take a lot. Like we've said it before, like they gotta do some real shit stuff to make a 45-minute show full of action suck. Yeah. Yeah. In the, league. the true test is what's gonna happen after these weekly pay-per-views end, and how they use yes. that time to build to that Sunday show, but we are going to talk in depth about that as we continue on. Are we limited on our, our two episodes a week? Well, guys, it seems like that might be over by uh, September 8th, but we will uh, of course keep you posted as we find out and continue through this journey through the asylum into the impact zone. It's uh, going good. I'm
0: really excited about it. I am as well. Uh, the only way for us to continue on is if we wrap up this one, join us in just a few days. For the Gauntlet for the Gold, gold X Division style next week at the asylum. Until then, for Dallas Really, I am Bob Gunn, Jr. And this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast.
2: find the defendants guilty.